This is episode number 13, Reaching Individual Students Online. This podcast is for educators, academics, and parents who know that online teaching can be challenging, rewarding, engaging, and fun. Welcome to the Online Teaching Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Bethany Hansen, and I'll be your guide for online teaching tips, topics, and strategies. Walk with me into the Online Teaching Lounge. As you work online teaching your online learners, you'll find that online students often need extra help or assistance. I have noticed that there are some students who take to online learning quite easily. In fact, they seem to just naturally understand their way around that classroom, and they only ask questions when they can't find something. But there are other students who really need a lot more help. They may have a lot more need for navigational help, And the lack of face-to-face interaction with you also makes them a little bit fearful, a little bit unsure of themselves. The more you can do to connect with individual students online who are in this situation, the more success these students are going to have. The kind of problems that students have online are a little bit different than what they face when they're live in a traditional class sitting right in front of you. When they're sitting with you, they can ask their questions in real time. What's more, if someone else asks the question, they don't have to ask. They can learn from other people asking. Now, adult learners are a pretty high percentage of our online students today. And these people may have been away from school for a long time. They might never have taken any college and now they're returning later in adulthood, years later. Um, They might struggle to navigate the online classroom. They might not be very confident in their academic abilities, and perhaps it's difficult for some adult learners specifically to balance time commitments, especially when they're working, raising children, and navigating home life. So you have a student group online in a variety of situations. Many of your students are going to learn pretty quickly how to get by online. Some things you can do to reach your individual students, these really vary. I have noticed some faculty try the experiment of calling every single student on the telephone. In today's world, it seems like text and email are so much more common, just a little message. A phone call can really strike someone with a personal touch. I know someone who is an online learner, and she's about 50 years old. She's nearing the end of her associate's degree. And her instructor called her during week one of the class. She was stunned. She said that the whole degree program, not one faculty member ever called her. This is the first one. That seemed really impressive to her, and it made a huge impression. So whenever she has a question or a problem, you bet she's going to reach out to that person. She has a connection with them. She's never going to have a problem talking to them. So there are a lot of students that could benefit from a phone call. Just like that, you might be able to reach a number of your students through an email or a text message. I do a lot of observing faculty in my role as a faculty director. I notice there are some faculty who send a welcome message either right before the first week of class or during the first week of class. And of those people, I notice a very small percentage who do what I call 
the extra part. And some of these faculty actually send that same message to every single student in the class individually, and they address those students each by name. So they might send out 20 or 30 separate messages, and each one is personalized. No one asks them to do that. In fact, that's pretty time-consuming, and I'm always impressed when I come across someone who has done that. Reaching individual students, calling them by name, that goes a long ways, and it helps students want to be seen and be known. You know, I was learning in a class, it was a coaching class about happiness, and there was a study quoted in that class that I think is of interest here when we think about why we should personalize our approach to online students. This study was children who were out trick-or-treating. And the interesting thing was about whether or not the children would take more candy than they were allowed to take. In the situation, children either went in groups or they went alone to knock on the door and trick-or-treat. In the first situation, the children were each called by their name. So, for example, little Freddy would walk up to the door in his Halloween costume and knock on the door, trick-or-treat, and get candy. And the people involved in the study just put the bowl of candy in front of them and let them choose. Now, of course, the children were told to take only one. In that first situation, when the children were called by their name, they were very unlikely to take more than one piece of candy. They were obedient. They felt like they were basically living within the community guidelines. But when they went in groups, even when they were called by name, they were less likely to follow the rules and many more of them chose to take more than one piece of candy. But in the other scenario where the children trick-or-treated and they were anonymous, they were in masks, nobody knew who they were and their names were not used. Even just by themselves as individuals, the children chose to take a lot more candy than they were supposed to take. But in groups, far more. Almost half the time, the children took multiple pieces of candy and broke the rules. Although that study was with children and just about candy and not about online teaching, it's an interesting principle. The more we anonymize people online, the more they are not going to do what is expected or they're going to feel like they're not as accountable. If you know your students and you connect with them as individuals, your students want to do a good job in the class a lot more. They're more likely to actually read through instructions and follow through with their assignments. It's incredibly helpful to know your students, but it's more helpful for them that you know them. Some faculty members I know go through their week one introductions in the discussion area and take notes about who their students are. Many times I'll see these faculty have taken notes about where the students live, what their interests are, what their majors are, anything that stands out about that student. Then during the class, maybe some of those details would be worth bringing up in the discussion to help connect the learning to the various students. Anything you can do to connect with your students individually is truly going to help them to connect to you and to connect to their learning. Now, there are going to be students who need a little bit more structure, and there are some tips I have here about that. The first one is you can use Screencastify 
to create a walkthrough of your classroom and show these students a little video. This way, your voice can be narrating and you can be telling them about the classroom and helping them to see the different little places in the class where they might need to go. For example, there's a grade book they might want to click on. There might be an announcement area to click on, and there might be different places like discussions, reading assignments, and so forth. So if you make a screencast and you share this link with every student, you're going to connect with individuals again. You're going to share your voice with them and you're going to guide them. You can also reach out to students when you notice they're not working. Anytime a student starts to disappear, maybe they're engaged less, they're no longer logging into the class, maybe they're just reading the assignments but not posting in the discussion, maybe they've just missed the assignment that was due. You can reach out to missing students with several kinds of outreach efforts to connect individually with each of these students. One way is, of course, to make a phone call. That's less common in on online education, especially if you're at an institution that is 100% online. But it is a very powerful way to connect with students. A second way to follow up with individual missing students or struggling students would be through an email or a message. Of course, it's incredibly helpful to call your students by name. And if they've shared with you a struggle they're already having, like a family challenge, a work conflict, or something else, you can ask about it and ask how they're doing and just check in. You can also reach out to your school or university advising office. Many times there are different departments, student services, academic support, different departments like that who would really appreciate getting involved when students start to disappear. Anything you can do to involve these other departments brings a whole team into your place to help you out. Now, a sample message you might send a student during week two of the class. Hello, Jane. I noticed that you didn't post or reply to any peers in the week two discussion. Will you please join us? I missed you there. It's important to post every week in our discussion to keep learning and to connect with your peers and with me. In order to keep making progress in the class, I'd like to see you get into that discussion. Please let me know if I can be of any help. I want you to succeed. That's a sample message I might send. As you think about connecting with individual students, there are so many ways you can do this, and I'm sure there are probably some that you have tried that I haven't thought of, and I would love to hear about it. If you'd like to share some of your strategies that we might share with others listening for a future episode of this podcast, please reach out at bethanyhansen.com forward slash request, and you can put your suggestions in the extra comment box on that form. I do read each of those, and I appreciate all the feedback and comments that you share. And thank you for listening and all the great work you're doing teaching our students online. Best wishes to you in your online teaching this week and reaching individual students. This is Dr. Bethany Hansen, your host for the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. As you try out these ideas, visit my blog and share your results. How did they work? What would you add? Any suggestions, comments, or questions? Best wishes this week in the grand online teaching.